devil is always out to get us. And I'll share a very simple example. You know, this morning, I got up. Uh, this morning, I, was act- I worked in Connecticut yesterday. And I drove down yesterday morning. And I was down there with my, with my dad. And <coughs> we're there all day. And just a lot of talking. Uh, that's what my job is, you know, a, lo- a lot of talking. And I didn't get to finish the sermon, finish writing my sermon until 4 o'clock this morning. And so I, I put everything that I had into it, and I, I got it done, and I drove back to Massachusetts this morning. And I went home quickly just to be sure the, the ladies are fine, my mom, my lovely wife, and my daughter. And... When I, th- when I thought I had everything covered, I was prayed for and I was ready to go and couldn't find the sermon. I emailed it to myself and I opened the document, but it was empty. And I couldn't understand what was happening and I was trying to spiritualize it and there was no way to do it. I just couldn't find it. And so I happened, I, I had to call my lovely wife and had her put it in a PDF. Well, she suggested that, and she resent it to me, and I have it. But, you know, the devil is how to get us. You see, that's the reality. And I know there's a lot of us here today that are laboring. And we're laboring for different reasons. We're laboring because of a an issue we have, we're, we're laboring because of a child, we're laboring because of a relationship, we're laboring because of something we struggle with. But the scripture says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. Now, if you believe that today, just stand to your feet and let us pray. Lord Jesus, most righteous and eternal Father, As we come before you this morning in your presence, with there's fullness of joy and at your right hand there are pledges forevermore. Lord, the devil is a liar and he's out to get us. But we know that you have us and he'll never get us. Lord, as we pray and look at your word today, we pray that we will do it in confidence and in faith. And I pray that folks that labor today will labor not in vain, but labor for a purpose. I pray that as we labor today, we labor in your word, we labor in your arms. We labor in wisdom of the word. And we labor with you as you labor with us as we labor today because of these temptations and trials and tests we pray that oh god will never leave you the way we came but we'll have all confidence that we serve a god that never fails amen amen maybe seated so as you know for the past weeks we have been looking at the purpose-driven life 
And we have talked about a lot of different topics and a lot of different things as far as this book is concerned. And so today I'm going to be looking at defeating temptation. And I know a lot of us have been tested, a lot of us have been tried, and a lot of us are still being tested, and a lot of us are still being tried, and we'll be tested tomorrow, and we'll be tried tomorrow and the day after. Why? Because the devil is out to get us. So in my opinion, temptation is any thought or action that disrupts our communication or relationship with God. It appears normal, but destroys who you are and what you stand for. It creates a false sense of hope that kills your joy. And because of that fact, I'm going to be looking at four unique steps that we can use to defeat temptation. Because in defeating temptation, it's a battle. It's a fight. It's a warfare. But in order for us to win, we have to have a strategy. And we, as we have that strategy, we've got to execute it and execute it properly. So whatever it is that we are being tested by or tested with, or, and it's creating that false hope and it's killing our joy, I hope that the four things or the four steps that I mentioned today it will be helpful to us. But I know we all struggle with something, or we struggled with something, and we're struggling with many things today. We have all been tempted. We have been tested, and we have been tried at some point in our lives. Some of us overcame, while some of us relive the same struggle every day. And we continue to fight because it's a battle. So my question to you today is, what's your struggle? Do you struggle because you think you don't have enough money? But yet the scripture says, in my father's house, there are many mansions. Do we struggle with the glamour and the glitter of life or something else? But what is it? Some of us struggle with our own image. We're not comfortable in our own skin. And so the devil, he tells us we're not good enough. So we struggle with that. Some of us struggle with bad habits. But more importantly, are we tested to compromise our values and how can we fix it? Temptation is a static in our line of communication with the Lord. It disrupts the flow of communication. It creates confusion. In our lives. And so it must be removed. However, we must do our part by practicing four biblical keys to defeating temptation. What's the first one? 
Now, the first one is refocus your attention on something else. You defeat bad thoughts by thinking of something better. This is the principle of replacement or relocation. When the bad thoughts come, you replace it with something else. If you're at a, if you're, if you're at a specific location, when the bad thoughts come or when you're tested, you change your location. Again, it's the principle of replacement or relocation. In other words, where is your house built? What's your address? And this is not just physical. This is spiritual. Where is your heart? Where is your mind? What are you caught thinking about all the time? What are you caught looking at all the time? Where is your house? What's your address? See your heart. That's the house where the Lord lives. So it doesn't have to be physical. It could be spiritual. For some of us, we feel like we are living on Temptation Island. We're placed there to be tried, to be tested, to be tempted. And we can't find a way to get off this island. And some of us, we live there for days, for months, for years, and it's been the same thing. And you ask yourself, how can I defeat this battle? How can I defeat this temptation? How can I win this fight? But it goes back to what I said first. If you're labor and are heavy laden, the Lord, will give you rest. Do we believe that? Because I too feel the same, that sometimes I'm placed in a particular location or a particular position mentally, emotionally, physically, where I'm just being tested, I'm being tempted, and I'm confused. I just don't know what to do. So I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. We all are tempted and tested. And we have this fight that we have to fight, the good fight of faith. But Romans 7 verse 21 says, When I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. When I want to do good, then evil presents itself. But I'm alone in that. Correct? I don't think other folks experience that. When I try to do good things, when I try to do things that are pure, things that are great, things that are honest, evil presents itself. I am being tempted. But how do I defeat this? Will it ever be over? But I tell you this, that sometimes refocusing is as simple as walking away. Sometimes we just got to walk away. Leave it alone. Don't battle with it. Don't fight with it. Just walk away. Sometimes taking a stand is as simple as walking away instead of actually standing. 
A physical change in your location means physically leaving the tempting situation. But a lot of times we want to man up and woman up and fight it. But God is saying the principle of replacement and the principle of relocation. Walk away, brother. Walk away, sister. Acknowledging that temptation is everywhere is a good start. So let's be prepared for that. And you start by running from anything that makes you feel uncomfortable in your spirit. If you feel uncomfortable about it, then there's a good possibility something is not right about it. Don't try to get the scripture to prove it. Walk away. Anything that weighs heavily on your life, anything that feels evil. But here's what 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22 says. Flee youthful passion and pursue righteousness, faith, Love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. What is this thing that you and I are so passionate about that we can't walk away from it? What is it that you and I are more passionate about than Jesus Christ? What is it that you're passionate about that it really takes up more of your time than loving the Lord or than being righteous, being faithful, showing love, and being at peace. What is it? For all of us, it's very different. And for some of us, it's similar. But if you find something that you're more passionate about than the love of God, walk away. Let's fill our minds and thoughts with godly things. Let's think on things that are good for us. Again, it is the principle of replacement and relocation. I know a lot of us don't like to move physically. We don't like to pack up and go to a different address. It's, it's a lot of stuff to do. You've got to find everything in the house, and you'll find things that you never even knew you had. You thought you were done packing, you find stuff in a closet that you didn't know that the closet was there. Now think about that in a spiritual sense. It's the same thing. When you try to move from one situation to the next, you find things that you never even knew was in your life. You find things that you thought you had gotten rid of. You find things that you thought you didn't have problems with. But you see, that's what the principle of relocation or placement does. It brings things to the forefront. And once it brings those things to the forefront, it means that you've got to walk away from them. Because they're not good for you. In the end, here's one thing I am completely confident about. I think this song sums it up.
Ben. Ain't no need to worry. Why? Because it will be all over in the morning. And I can tell you this. If you have that confidence in God, that God is going to allow you to defeat your temptations, you have to understand that it's going to be over in the morning. Not a part of it, not a percentage, not a piece, not a little of it, but it will be all over in the morning. Because that's the God that we serve. It will be all over in the morning. Isn't that a joy? To know that if you fight, and you fight with everything you got, in the morning it's going to be all over. Because you serve a God that never changed. You serve a God that you can confine and be confident that in the morning it will be all over and that fight will never be in vain. Isn't that a beauty? The second thing, reveal your struggle to godly friends or support group. So many times we want to fight this battle alone. We want to do it all by ourselves. See, sometimes as Christians we become so selfish, we want to do everything by ourselves. Because when we testify, we want to say, I did that, I did this, it was me. You don't want to say us, huh? So you want to fight it all alone. But I tell you today, reveal it godly friends and groups that can support you. Why? Get the help you need. Seek others and confess your temptation to a partner. We'll pray with you for you and hold you accountable. Because we must be accountable. Accountability is important in every fight. When we fight and we strategize, then we delegate. And when you delegate, then each person has to be accountable. And so when you reveal your struggles to a friend, God the friend, or to a group, they hold you accountable. And in the end, you hold yourself accountable. And in totality, God holds us don't hide it my friend reveal it because by revealing it you have activated the process of healing you see just the way that defeating your temptation is a process in order for you to get over it it's a process and that's very powerful I feel very powerful to know that I have the keys to activate the process of healing. So many of us need healing emotionally, spiritually, physically. Always remember that God is greater than your temptation. Come on now, do we believe that? I say, always remember that God is bigger than your temptation. Ain't no temptation is bigger than God. But if you don't believe in that, it ain't going to happen now. You have to believe that no temptation, no situation, 
nor difficulty is bigger than God. Why? He's so big you can't get over him. He's so wide you can't get around him. He's so low you can't get under him. You just got to go through him. What a powerful God. But here's what 2 Timothy 2, 7 says. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Come on, folks. Get your mind right. See, it starts in the mind. Because temptation is a mind game. And that sound mind, you get it right, you're with God. Amen? See, temptation is a mind game, and this is the way it works. A bottle lost in your mind is actually lost. But a battle that is won mentally is already won. The devil has been defeated. Amen? To successfully defeat our temptations, we must not be fearful. Let's hold on to our faith and be faithful. Instead of empowering our weakness, let's do this. Remember that our strengths are in most or many cases our weaknesses inside out. Flip that switch upside down. It works. It's a formula that works. Let's look the other way. Sometimes there are things in our lives that we pretend is not a problem. And we have everything under control. Do we now? Sometimes the signs are very clear. And we persist to continue going down the wrong road. Maybe it's time, my friends, to make a U-turn. It says go back. You're going the wrong way. Why continue? It's time for a U-turn. But I ask of us today, what am I pretending about? What are you pretending is not a problem in your life? Answering this question truthfully is in many cases humbling. But a truthful admission of our weakness and temptation is humility at its best. Working through you to create a better you. Working through me to create a better me. And in the end, you have a better us. We all need a better me. A better you. A better us. It helps us to focus. Which leads to the third key step. Which is resist the devil. Let me hear you say resist the devil. See, we have to resist the devil, and we have to come to this realization that resisting the devil is important. Why? Because if we don't resist the devil, we'll argue with the devil. And if you argue with the devil, you can't win. Because the devil have had thousands of years of experience arguing. He argued with your mama mamas and your papa papas and all the papas and the mamas that ever lived. 
So the devil is a pro at arguing. You'll never win. So what do we do? Turn away. Look the other way. As the devil persists, you must resist. He is persistent, so you must be resistant. How do you do that? Pray harder. But I've been praying for five years and nothing changed. And I've prayed hard, but still nothing changed. I thought it changed, but it came back. But I'll tell you what. Yes, you did pray hard, but you never relocated. You were at the same place. You just kept praying. Think you're going to stand it out. And you're going to argue with the devil and you're going to win. Won't happen. So you pray hard. Be real. Be truthful about your temptation. Get help and confine in the help you're getting. Be encouraged and intentional. Don't just skim across the top now. You got to be intentional. But in all of that, you got to be encouraged. Pray longer. Have a plan. Add a few things to your life. But in adding a few things to your life, you got to remove many things from your life. We pray and we say, God, I need this, I need that. And God blesses us. But as God blesses us, we never took the time to remove the things that we should remove. And we have been packing these things in our lives for so many years. And we wonder why nothing changed. I can see the blessing of God coming, but I feel the same, I look the same, and everything seems the same, but I know I am blessed. Why? They keep coming, but nothing ever left. It's time to clean the house. Not your physical house now. The heart, the mind. The battle starts here. So as God blesses us and we get new things, we got to clean house. We got to get rid of stuff. You know, a lot of us, we hold on to things for generations. Pray longer. Have that plan. Get rid of stuff as stuff comes in. I'll put the hold and the distressful and in with the new and hopeful. I love the way the songwriter puts it. He said, fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench the thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. What a beauty. Why is this so important? It's important because this sin in my life, this temptation in your life, this uncontrollable want is a thirsting and a desire that only can be quenched by the Spirit of Jesus Christ. The songwriter said, come on and quench the thirsting of my soul. 
See, there are certain things in our lives that can only be satisfied and be quenched by Jesus. So we need to fill the gap with more meaningful things, such as small groups, prior lines, studying the Bible, things that make sense, things that help us to grow. Do things with a purpose, my friend. Because our citizenship is not on earth, but it's in heaven. And from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like His glorious body. By the power that enables Him to even subject all things to Him. Philippians 3 verse 20 says that. Where is your citizenship, my friend? And the fourth step. Know your vulnerability. Know that you're vulnerable. Don't be cocky. Don't be overconfident. Don't be selfish now. If the devil had it in him to tempt the Lord when he was walking the earth, who are you and I? We're all vulnerable. Don't do things like we're not vulnerable. Don't put yourself in positions to be tested and be tempted thinking you're not vulnerable. Because if under the right circumstance and the right situation, we can fall flat on our faces. All of us. And I'll say that again. Please acknowledge the fact that we're all vulnerable. With your vulnerability, you need God. You are not exempt. I'm not exempt. Let's not live carelessly and place yourself in tempting situations. Don't prove that you're a true child of God when there is no need to. Don't go to places that you shouldn't be going because you want to prove that I'm going to be tempted and I ain't going to fall to it. Don't look at things. It's going to corrupt your mind now. Thinking that you're not vulnerable. You don't have anything to prove to the devil. Say that with me. I don't have anything to prove to the devil. I don't think we believe that. Let's say that again. I don't have anything to prove to the devil. Amen. And that's a fact. Let's not be naive Christians that fall flat on our face. Let's cultivate God confidence because God is greater and temptation can be defeated. And I'll say that again because we know about self-confidence and overconfidence. And we never thought about being God-confident. So let's cultivate and motivate and develop God-confidence in our lives. Why? Because temptation can be defeated. It's Christ in you. 
And in all of us, that makes the difference, whether you believe that or not. But that's what makes the difference. Christ in you, Christ in me. And I'll tell you this. Sometimes we just need to hold on a little bit stronger. Sometimes we just need to hold on a little bit longer. Because when you hold on, my friends, I assure you that that change will come. You may be holding on and you're right there and you've been doing it for a long time and you think it ain't going to change. But I'll tell you this, if you hold on, that change will come. But you have to believe that that change that is going to come is not because of you, but it's going to be there because of the Lord. You see, the Lord is that complete change. You see, the Lord is that change that changes you so badly that you feel change and you feel like that thirst that you had have been quenched. See, that's the type of change we all need. We need a change where we feel like we have been changed in our mind. We feel like physically we have been changed. We feel like spiritually we have been changed. See, that's the type of change that we, we want. And if you stick around, if you just hold on a little bit longer, if you just hold on a little bit stronger, temptation will be defeated, and that change shall come, will come, and it's going to come. Feel like a changed man. Feel like a changed woman. Because God touches me. And when that change comes, you know. See, Jeremiah didn't know, to under, didn't, uh, he didn't know how to express it. He didn't have words to express it. He was so caught off guard. And it's better to, call, to be caught off guard by the Lord than the devil. You want to be blindsided, not by the devil, but by the Lord. So Jeremiah said, I felt like a fire shut up within my bones. See, Jeremiah, his thirst was being quenched. And there was no way, other way of expressing it than saying, I felt like a fire is shut up within my bones. But if you hold on a little bit longer, a little bit stronger, that change is going to come. Because ain't no change like the Lord's. Ain't no better change like God's. Ain't no real change but the Lord's. That's the true change right there. But as we fight this battle, and as we strategize to defeat the temptations that are in our lives, and as we have been fighting days, for months, for years. Let's get that God confidence.
because when you hold on and I hold on and we all hold on, in the end, the change is going to come. And you must believe that. You have to have confidence in that. I can't believe that for you, and you can't believe that for me. We all got to believe that for ourselves, that if I hold on just a little bit longer, and if I hold on just a little bit stronger, then the Lord, that change will come. And that's, how, that's, that, and that's what we all aspire towards, to get that change. And that change is going to come. Let's just stand to our feet. It's Christ in you. And in all of us that makes the difference, my brothers and my sisters. We have freedom in Christ Jesus. So let's use it. Let's hold on to that freedom. Let's really hold on. Those words are profound. See, those are very profound. If you hold on, you're going to make it. If you hold on, there is nothing to worry about. If you hold on, the change is going to come. Everything is going to be all right. Isn't that a beautiful life and assurance to live? Knowing that if you hold on, Everything is going to be all right. 
I mean, if my parents tell me that, I don't even believe that. And if I tell my daughter that, as soon as she's able to understand, I don't even think she'll believe that everything is going to be all right. But isn't it a difference when Jesus is saying it? He says, hold on, because you're going to make it. Now, you're not, he's not asking you. He's telling you. He says, hold on, my brother. Hold on, my sister. Because you are going to make it. Everything is going to be all right. See, that's profound. That's complete. That's final. There's no question mark. It's a statement of confidence. Hold on. Because you're going to make it. Hold on. Everything is going to be all right. Amen? Hallelujah. God is good. I'm going to close this out in prayer. And I'm just going to ask the pride team to come down. So they can pray with folks. If you want to be prayed for, I encourage you to come and be prayed for. If you feel more comfortably doing that in the your seat, then that's fine as well. And I'm going to ask my brother in the back just to play that song just low for us. Because I think that's the message today. See, you defeat temptation by holding on. And when you hold on, you're going to make it, and everything is going to be all right. Those aren't my words. If God says it, nobody can go against it. Amen? Lord Jesus, most righteous and eternal Father, we give you thanks. We magnify your name when we worship you, knowing that thou art the Prince of Peace, our Lord, our Savior. This is not us, Lord. This is all about you. We're losing our grip and salvation. We're losing our grip on God confidence. We're losing our grip on the things that matter most. And so today I pray that you'll be with us as you've always been. And I pray that, dear Lord, that we will have the confidence that if we hold on, it's going to change. That change is going to come. I pray, dear Lord, that those that are laboring today, whether it's be, it be because of an illness or a sickness or a disease, whether it be because of a relationship or a child or because of a sibling or because of a parent or family member or because of a, an addiction, Whatever it is that we labor because of today, I pray in your name that we will hold on because we will make it. I pray that we will hold on because the change is going to come. Help us never to leave here the way we came, but help us to leave here a changed man, changed woman, changed boy, changed girl. And that throughout this week, dear Lord, when everything goes downhill, we're going to keep that grip because a change is going to come. 
We're going to keep holding on because we're right at the edge of defeating temptation. We are right at the edge of defeating that addiction. We are right at the edge of defeating that which we shouldn't be looking at in the first place. We are right at the edge of defeating that which we should not be touching in the first place. But today, let it be about you. As we have God confidence that that change is going to come. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. If you'd like to be prayed for, I do encourage you to come to the front or you can stay in your seat if that's better for you. God bless you.